from the King of the North himself, Commissioner Jack Tunney. All hail our glorious and benevolent leader, for his eternal wisdom brings stability to this unsuspecting universe. Now obey. your regular video scope no this is a special edition yeah we got the commissioner here talking to you mere peasants about the uh, state of the league so far you know seven weeks in the commissioner's address uh sponsored first of all by our first sponsor of the week uh tunny's money uh this week we're talking about the top teams so without a doubt there's there's two really outstanding teams right now of course the macho mans and uh i'd say my boring team and there's a big difference between those teams because one of those teams puts up monster points every week and one of those teams puts up a mediocre amount of points consistently i don't know i I, if you keep considering that ash's team is booming every week well if he does it every single week then i don't think it's booming that's just his score so i don't know how the hell he did this i remember at the end of the draft if you go listen to it he's basically in tears saying i i win I win everything. I, I've won all the. I've won the draft. He's buying guys for seventeen dollars that are worth three, but he's in tears and he's happy. And turns out, every single one of those picks has been pretty damn good so far. Um, it's just consistent. And then on my end, a consistently boring team. Um, high floor, low ceiling, though. I mean, anybody has a good week, I lose, which has been what's happened so far. If somebody has one hundred and thirty points, I don't stand a chance. So. I don't know. I don't think my team's actually that good, but the, the two sneakiest teams are without a doubt Jordan and Jamie, I would say. I mean, both of these teams are under the radar, getting no real attention. We've been giving Jamie a lot of love, but that guy gets screwed. He has so many points against him, and he actually, actually right now, Jamie has the second most points in the league. Um, And then Jordan, like, I mean, his team's just consistently, he's got, he's got great players. He's got a great bench, too. Uh, the gambler, you know, this guy's making thousands of dollars a week uh, hedging and parlaying bets here. So, I mean, he must have a clue what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing messing around with us, you know. But both of those teams, I think it, they're going to get in the playoffs likely. And that's all they need. One of those, then that's all it is really, right? This is a crapshoot. So I feel like if those guys get in, then it's uh, it's just as much theirs as anyone else's. Because one bad week and, and it's over. Um so we're going to say the, the game of the week, I would say, coming up here. Let's talk about these two teams. We've got the Repo Man versus Kyle. Uh, the Repo Man, you got to get good or bad really fast, I think. Your, your team's, the, the, this is going to go one way or the other really quickly. But you got Keenan and Melvin, and you got no QB. Uh, you got so many average guys on your team, it's hard to even know who to start. But your team's, like, really well-rounded. You got a really good record, but I feel like it could... It could really start going downhill, but you got Kyle this week, and Kyle needs a win. Kyle's got to win this week. He's got, he's got some some huge names, right? Um, but he's really quarterback dependent on his team, I would say, and I think that's a match of the week. And I don't know, Kyle's probably going to pick up what Luke Wilson on the waiver wire this week or something. That's my guess because he's got a big gap at uh, tight end, and he's really quarterback dependent, but. I think Kyle's got the win this week over the Repo Man. Uh, Kyle kind of needs this one just to keep up, which is kind of silly because his team's really good. Um, yeah, what else we got? We got the uh, team Suck My Ass, uh, 
playing against Ian and suck my ass is the total chaos manager. He kind of got kind of got effed in the A there with the old Disley trade, which is kind of really biting him in the ass this week because now Mike Evans is staring back at him. He looks in the mirror and what does he see? He sees Mike Evans, his old friend, looking right back at him. Yeah. Staring him down because the champ Ian traded Kittle for Evans with me in that three-way Chinese collusion trade. So uh, I don't know. I mean, Jordan's got some good guys though, right? And I really like how he's got Chase Edmonds on his team already. You know, that's a guy that people are looking at. And I think that was a nice addition. So good job on it. He's doing research. Say what you will. He's never watched football. He's never played fantasy before. But to, to, to be the guy that's got a guy like Chase Edmonds on your team all of a sudden. And he's taking shots. He's taking risks. He's made a team name change. I think he's a little upset with his team. But uh, he's got Chubb and Julio, right? And Julio, that team's so bad that he's going to probably pick up a bunch of garbage points. And if, if Julio's, I don't know. If he's still him himself, I mean, he's, he's capable of going nuts any week. And then Ian, two and four. What the fuck, Ian? I don't even understand that. I mean, I think it might have been, you know, maybe sleeping in on the draft, sleeping in China. Yeah. Um, thought you were going missing there. I thought maybe you were a traitor or something and they, they imprisoned you. But uh, turns out you just took a couple minutes of nap and then blew your load there on a couple tight ends. We'll see if it pays off. We'll see. You basically got fair trade value, right? You got a... You got Evans for Kittle, which was like a $2 draft value difference, which is negligible. So really smart move picking up Gardner Minshew, but then you got, you got Peterson and Gallup. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of that. This one, this one should be Ian's win. It should be. He's two and four. He's going to get to three and four. I don't know who he plays the week after that. That'd be my prediction for that. I'd say that uh, Ian's got this game. Uh, next sponsor is um, Watches. Buy a fucking watch because you're a, a grown-up, not a fucking wasteful child. And realistically, if you're going to fucking go mountain biking and die and need an ambulance called, you know what? I don't think everybody in the world needs to wear some stupid distracting watch so that three people that fall and smash their head into a tree get to live. If I had to choose between something like beautiful and timeless versus like saving a couple chuds lives, I don't really care about that. So buy a fucking watch. That's your next sponsor. Uh, coming up next, we got the Dutchman. Let's talk about the Dutchman's team. This team is another one. I think he could be right in that category with the uh, the Jordan and Jamie and even probably myself. Because I, I think Ash's team is on a kind of different tier right now. But when we all looked at his team, we thought it was crazy. So maybe maybe his team is going to come back down to earth some year. Probably not. But J- Dutchman's team is on the rise. This could be like one of those top tier teams in the next couple of weeks. But he's got a really crappy schedule. Um, but right, look, think, look, think about this. The, the, the Dutchman's got Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs coming back, right? He needs Josh to have a big game. Uh, Josh Gordon, Flash Gordon needs to play big. But if you got those three guys going, I don't know what the hell's going on with Josh Gordon. Um, no clue. We've got a lot of Patriots fans here. Tell me, I have no freaking clue. But uh, Dutchman's team could be taking a turn. He tried to make me a trade this week, but I had to turn it down. No trades. Uh, the Nature Boy in Perimeter. Well, come on. First of all, the Nature Boy. Was he the, the, the number one ranked team still somehow? I don't even understand this. But at least he's playing against the Perimeter. He's playing against Mike and the Mechanics. And Mike and the Mechanics' whole fucking team is on a bye this week. So, Nature Boy, you're welcome. Uh, right? He, he, Nature Boy's licking his lips. He needs this win. He's got to win this game. It's now or never for him, right? He's got Saquon Barkley back, and Deshaun and Wentz are doing great. I think that might be the best combo of quarterbacks in the league. I'm not sure about that. I haven't looked at the numbers on that, but 
but with uh, Deshaun and Wentz on the same team, I think it's like a two and an eight or a two and a nine, which in a in a heavy quarterback scoring league that could be really great. Um, so we'll see. He he's got to turn it around now. He's got to make the playoffs soon, and it's going to happen in the next week or two. Or I'm going to be trying to trade rape him. Um, so so perimeter, Mike and the mechanics. I mean, if this was 2012, Mike, you'd have. Jimmy Graham and Jason Witten, you'd be stacked at tight end, but they're fucking old bums. Jimmy Graham can still kind of catch a ball, but once he gets it, he just looks like he's... Like, you ever see those videos when a lion's running across the Serengeti, or a, a zebra's running across the Serengeti, and then a lion comes and kills it, and it's just kind of like... Ugh! That's Jimmy Graham. Now he's just... It's just ugly. Although he dropped a touchdown, so everybody would have been kissing his ass this week if he would have caught that. But, but Teddy Bridgewater looking good, so... I don't know. You are the savant. You are Ash's nemesis. So best of luck to you from here on out. But I think you got a tough week. I got three guys on by, I believe. Oh, speaking of the Nature Boy, we've got our next sponsor, uh, TD Ameritrade. Apparently, they're sponsoring everything fantasy football related because everybody who thinks they're good at fantasy football thinks they're smart. And if you think you're smart, you think you can invest, which you can't because you're just going to get fucked anyway, just like fantasy. It's all fucking really. Who knows what the fuck's going on? So, TD Ameritrade, who knows what the fuck's going on? Invest because you're good at fantasy football and you have no friends. Um, Jeff, how you must have an account with TD Ameritrade because you were riding up there for so long. And last but not least, no, wait, last but least. Sorry, I got to fix that. Last and least, the tool man. Oh, my God. This is my opponent this week and I'm not complaining, but we traded with each other this week, so... That's a little chaotic because that could come to bite one of us in the ass, you know. Uh, if all of a sudden Hunter Henry puts up another 22 points and staring me right in the face, that's a Mike Evans situation. Um, but I don't know. He has two decent quarterbacks. Now, I think he's got Brissett and who else did he pick up? But he's got two. This guy had a good team. He had three great running backs, three great running backs. He traded one away today to me for Henry. But. He had three great running backs. He had a decent tight end at the start of the year who got his kneecap exploded. He liked him so much. He, you know, so nice. He had to buy him twice. He had to pay back for him again today. Um, but three good running backs, a good tight end, and he had quarterbacks, and they both got destroyed, so they were gone. Considering, like, it's just one of those things, right, where you're just, you're just, he's just screwed. There's not much he can do. He's doing everything he can, though. And, I mean, I respect this because he's not quitting. He's not giving up. He's trying to do something. Um, I don't know. It's Everybody's had one of those teams that you're just totally fucked every which way. And uh, that seems where he's at right now. Um, he's got Drew Brees sitting on the bench, but who knows? Who knows what Brees is going to be doing this year? I guess they're going to put him back, but... The clock's ticking on Breeze, man. I, I don't I don't know how long that's going to last. I really think Teddy might be the next. There's a lot more options in that offense, and I think Sean Payton's feeling a little more creative, a little more inspired because there's some new options here until his leg explodes too, I suppose. Uh, oh, and our last sponsor, I believe, uh, the Flin Flon Bombers. Come on, Flin Flon. There's so fucking little to do here that people are going to watch Trevor play for money. So uh, why don't you join us at the rink in this tradition and we'll throw a moose leg on the middle of the ice every time we score don't mess with the moose leg i don't fucking get it but uh i still haven't gone to a bomber game so i guess that makes me a sack of shit false profit here um what else do we got any closing notes any other parting wisdom here uh let's see i think six four quarterbacks have been going really well um 
I don't know, but at the same time, I could see just having a one quarterback starting league. Um, I don't know. Two only with the buys is a little fucky. It's kind of fun because it makes it kind of chaos. I don't know. I'm open either way. It depends what you guys like. But having a two maximum quarterback like roster spot and uh, only being able to start one of those. So there was still about 10 guys, eight guys that were potential starters every week still on the waiver wire. If you were really in a pinch, uh, that could be fun. I don't know what it would do to the value of a quarterback because you'd only be starting one. So there'd only be really 12 quarterbacks worth buying. And then everything else is a luxury. And you could probably just pick up a guy off waivers depending on the matchup. Something to think about. I think the divisions so far have, uh, have worked out. I don't know. They haven't been that devastating. Like divisions aren't that important, but they're kind of fun because you know you're going to play somebody twice. There's been a lot of like uh, the my division's already done, I think, but there's some that aren't playing till the end of the year, which would be a little more interesting when you got to play the same couple teams twice. Bye weeks are coming up. Some people have already been bye week. Five. I've had a lot of buys, so I'm feeling good. Um, some guys like Mike, you know, like Mike and the Mechanics, tons of buys. Uh, Lots of quarterback buys coming up with some great quarterbacks a lot later in the year, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12. But overall, the divisions are fun, and it's not too bad. It's just an extra game, right? And it kind of makes it, I don't know, so you know who you're playing a couple times. Then talk about maybe a shorter bench, which I really am against because I don't like, uh, well, but the thing about shorter bench, right? I don't mind it for a guy like the tool man, right, who's out there busting his ass, who's had just bad luck because he can scrap, he can scrape together a couple guys every week off the waiver or something. But within this league, there's really fuck all on the waiver. But then you look at a team like like Ian, you know, like uh, just bad luck, hasn't hasn't maybe slept in at the draft and got two tight ends. I don't know if I got a lot of sympathy for that, you know, but um, it's tough because if you get fucked, I like, I like the chance to make a make a pushback. And even, even Ian has been able to, he picked up Gardner Minshew, right? And he's doing well. But I kind of like the depth where it is. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, I had four trade offers in the last day or two. Um, accepted a couple, I think. There's one more I'm really considering. I don't know. Um, yeah, overall, I, I'd process my trades quicker because, I mean, who are we kidding? And um, I'm colluding my way to the top. Yeah, collusion cup. And uh, no trades! <laughs> Yeah.